0: Twelfth Night, the podcast, is presented in part thanks to Bar Harbor Bank & Trust and Mount Royal Academy. In lieu of buying a ticket for this performance, we ask that those of you who are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the barn in support of our education programming. Next up in the junior intern season is our online musical, The Pirates of Penzance, which will debut Friday, August 21st. Please visit nlbarn.org slash theater for more information. Previously on Twelfth Night, the podcast. Sir Andrew, Sir Toby, and Mariah grow weary of Malvolio and plan to play a practical
1: joke on him. I will drop in his way some obscure epistle of love. I can write very much like my lady, your niece. Meanwhile, Viola, disguised as Cesario, spends time with Orsino. Viola subtly admits her admiration for Orsino, but to no avail. Say that some lady, as perhaps there is hath for your love as great a pang of heart as you have for Olivia.
2: Make no compare between that love a woman can bear me and that I owe Olivia.
0: Malvolio eventually finds the letter and runs off, planning to adhere to the letter's every demand. Jove, I thank thee. I will smile. I will do everything that thou wilt have me. Episode 3. An Improbable Fiction. Act Three,
2: Scene One, Olivia's Garden. Enter Viola Infesti.
1: Save thee, friend, and thy music. Dost thou live by thy tabor? No, sir, I live by the church. Art thou a churchman?
0: No such matter, sir. I do live by the church, for I do live at my house, and my house doth stand by the church.
1: So thou mayest say, The king lies by a beggar, If a beggar dwell near him, Or the church stands by thy tabor, If thy tabor stand by the church.
0: You have said, sir.
1: Art not thou the Lady Olivia's fool? I saw thee late at the Count Dorcino's.
0: Foolery, sir, just walk about the orb like the sun. It shines everywhere. I would be sorry, sir, but the fool should be as oft with your master as with my mistress. I think I saw your wisdom there.
1: Nay, and now pass upon me, I'll no more with thee. Hold, there's expenses for thee. Is thy lady within?
0: My lady is within, sir. I will conster to them once you come. Who you are and what you would are out of my welkin. I might say element, but the word is overworn. Enter
1: Sir Toby Bouch and
3: Sir Andrew.
4: Save you, gentlemen.
1: And you,
3: sir. Devil's guard, monsieur. Et vous aussi. Votre servitude. Um, I hope, sir, you are. And I am yours.
4: Will you encounter the house? My niece is desirous you should enter, if your trade be to her.
1: I am bound to your niece, sir. But we are prevented. Enter Olivia and Mariah. Most excellent accomplished
3: lady the heavens rain odors on you that youth's a rare courtier rain odors well let the garden door be
0: shut and leave me to my hearing
1: give me your hand sir my duty madam and most humble service uh what is your name? Cesario is your servant's name, fair princess.
0: Your servant to the Count Orsino, youth.
1: Your servant's servant is your servant, madam. I come to what your gentle thoughts on his behalf.
0: Oh, by your leave, I pray you, I bade you never speak again of him. But would you undertake another suit? i had rather hear you to solicit that than music from the spheres. Dear lady. Give me leave, beseech you. I did send, after the last enchantment you did here, a ring in chase of you. So did I abuse myself, my servant, and I fear me, you. Under your hard construction must I sit to force that on you in a shameful cunning, which you knew none of yours. What might you think? To one of your receiving, enough is shown. A cypress, not a bosom, hides my heart. So let
1: me hear you speak i pity you that's a degree to love no not a grise for tis vulgar proof that very oft we pity enemies why then methinks 'tis time to smile again
0: the clock upbraids me with the waste of time there lies your way due
1: west then westward ho you'll nothing madam to my lord by me stay I prithee, tell me what thou thinkest of me. That you do think you are not what you are. If I think so, I think the same of you. Then think you right. I am not what I am. I wish you were as I would have you be. Would it be better, madam, than I am? I wish it might for now I am your fool. Cesario, by the roses of the spring, by maidhood, honour, truth, and
0: everything, I love thee, so that mother all thy pride, nor wit,
1: nor reason can my passion hide. By innocence I swear, and by my youth, I have one heart, one bosom, and one truth, and that no woman has, nor never none shall mistress be of it, save I alone. And so adieu, good madam, Nevermore will I my master's tears to you deplore. Yet come again, for thou perhaps
0: mayst move that heart which now abhors to like his love. Act 3, Scene 2 Olivia's House. Enter Sir Toby Belch,
1: Sir Andrew, and Fabian.
3: No, faith, I'll not stay a jot
5: longer. You must needs yield your reason, Sir Andrew.
3: Mary. I saw your niece do more favors to the count's serving man than ever she bestowed upon me. I saw it in the orchard.
4: Did she see thee the while, old boy? Tell me that.
3: As plain as
5: I see you now. This was a great argument of love in her toward you.
3: Slight! Will you make an ass of me?
5: She did show favor to the youth in your sight only to exasperate you. To wake your dormouse valor, to put fire in your heart and brimstone in your liver. This was looked for at your hand, and this was balked. And you are now sailed into the north of my lady's opinion, where you will hang like an icicle on a Dutchman's beard. Unless you do redeem it by some laudable
3: attempt, either of valor or policy. And be anyway, it must be with valor, for policy I hate.
4: Challenge me, the Count's youth, to fight with him. My niece shall take note of it. And assure thyself, there is no love broker in the world can more prevail in man's commendation with women than the report of valor.
5: There is no way but this, Sir Andrew.
3: Will either of you bear me a challenge to him?
4: Go write it in a martial hand. Be cursed and brief.
3: Where shall I find you?
4: We'll call thee at the cubiculo. Go.
5: We shall have a rare letter from him, but you'll not deliver it?
4: Never trust me, then. And by all means, stir on the youth to an answer. I think oxen and wainropes cannot hail them together. Enter Mariah. Look, where the youngest Wren of Nine comes.
5: If you desire the spleen and will laugh yourself into stitches, follow me. Young old Malvolio is turned heathen. He's in yellow stockings!
4: And cross gartered
5: Most villainously. He does obey every point of the letter that I dropped to portray him. He does smile his face into more lines than is in the new map of the augmentation of the Indies. I can hardly forbear hurling things at him. I know my lady will strike him. If she do, he'll smile and take for great favor.
4: Come, bring us. Bring us where he is.
2: Act 3, Scene 3, A Street. Enter Sebastian and Antonio.
4: I would not by my will have troubled you, but... Since you make your pleasure of your pains, I will no further chide you.
2: I could not stay behind you. My desire, more sharp than filed steel, did spur me forth. And not all love to see you, but jealousy what might befall your travel, being skillless in these parts which to a stranger, unguided and unfriended, often prove rough and unhospitable.
4: My kind Antonio, I can no other answer make but thanks, and thanks and ever thanks, What's to do? Shall we go see the relics of this town?
2: Tomorrow, sir. Best first go see your lodging.
4: I am not weary, and tis long to-night. I pray you, let us satisfy our eyes with the memorials and the things of fame that do renown this city.
2: Would you pardon me? I do not without danger walk these streets. Once, in a sea-fight against the Count, his galleys I did some service of such note indeed, that were I tame here it would scarce be answered.
4: Do not then walk too open.
2: It doth not fit me. Hold, sir, here's my purse in the south suburbs, at the elephant, is best to lodge. I will bespeak our diet whilst you beguile the time, and feed your knowledge with viewing of the town. There shall you have me.
4: Why I your purse?
2: Happily your eyes shall light upon some toy you have desire to purchase, and your store, I think, Is not for idle market, sir.
4: I'll be your purse-bearer, and leave you for an hour.
2: To the elephant.
4: I do remember.
3: Act 3, Scene 4, Olivia's Garden. Enter Olivia and Mariah. I have sent for him. He says he'll come. How shall I feast him?
0: What bestow of him? For youth is bought more often begged or borrowed. I speak too loud. Where is Malvolio? He is sad and civil. He suits well for a servant with my fortunes. Where is Malvolio? He's coming, madam, but in very strange manner. Why? What's the matter? Does he rave? No,
5: madam. He does nothing but smile. Your ladyship were best to have some guard
0: about you. Go call him hither. I am as mad as he if sad and merry madness equal be.
3: Re-enter Mariah with Malvolio.
0: How now, Malvolio? Sweet lady. Ho, ho. Smilest thou? I sent for thee upon a sad occasion. Sad, lady? I could be sad. This does make some obstruction in the blood, this cross-gartering. But what of that? (laughs) If it please the eye of one, it is with me, as the very true sonnet is. Please one, and please all. Why, how dost thou, man? What is the matter with thee? Not black in my mind, though yellow. It did come to his hands, and commands shall be executed. Ah, I think we do know thee, sweet Roman hand. God comfort thee!
2: Why dost thou
0: smile so and kiss thy hand so oft? Be not afraid of greatness. Ha <laughs> ha! Twas well writ. What meanest thou by that, Malvolio? Some are born great. Huh? Some achieve greatness. What sayest thou? And some have greatness thrust upon them. Heaven restore thee! Remember who commended thy yellow stockings? Thy yellow stockings? And wish to see thee cross-gardered! Cross-guarded? Go so to thou art made if thou desirest to be so. Am I mad? If not, let me see thee a servant still. Why, this is very midsummer madness.
3: Enter Olivia's
1: servant. Madam, the young gentleman of the Count Torcinos is returned. I could hardly entreat him back. He attends your ladyship's pleasure.
0: I'll come to him. Good Mariah, let this fellow be looked to. Where's my cousin Toby? Let some of my people have a special care of him. Oh, ho, do you come near me now? No worse men Sir Toby to look to me. This can directly with the letter. She sends him on purpose, that I may appear stubborn to him, for she incites me to that in the letter. Why, everything adheres together.
3: Enter Mariah with Sir Toby Belch and Fabian.
4: Which way is he, in the name of sanctity?
5: Here he is, here he is. How is it with you, sir? Go off! I discard you. Let me enjoy my private. Lo, how whole the fiend speaks within him. Did not I tell you? Sir Toby, my lady prays you have a care of him. Aha! Does she so?
4: Prithee, hold thy peace. This is not the way. Do you not see that you move him? Let me alone with him.
0: Get him to say his prayers, good Sir Toby. Get him to pray. Go, hang yourselves all. You are idle, shallow things. I am not of your element. You shall know more hereafter. (laughs)
4: is it possible
5: if this were played upon a stage now i could condemn it as an improbable fiction pursue him now lest the device take air and taint why we shall make him mad indeed the house will be the quieter
4: come we'll have him in a dark room and bound my niece is already in the belief that he's mad but see but see
3: more matter for a may morning enter sir andrew Here's the challenge. Read it. I warrant there's vinegar and pepper in it. Is it so saucy? I do but read.
4: Give me. Youth, whatsoever thou art, thou art but a scurvy fellow.
5: Good and valiant.
4: Thou comest to the lady Olivia, and in my sight she uses thee kindly. But thou liest in thy throat. That is not the matter I challenge thee for. I will waylay thee going home. Or if it be thy chance to kill me, Good. Thou killest me like a rogue and a villain.
5: Still you keep o' oh, the windy side of the law. Good.
4: Thy friend as thou usest him, And thy sworn enemy, Andrew Aguecheek. If this letter move him not, his legs cannot. I'll give it him.
5: You may have very fit occasion for it. He is now in some commerce with my lady, And will depart by and by.
4: Go, Sir Andrew, scout me for him At the corner of the orchard. So soon as ever thou seest him draw, and as thou drawst, swear horrible, away.
3: Nay, let me alone for swearing.
4: Now will I not deliver this letter, for the behavior of the young gentleman gives him out to be of good capacity and breeding. But, sir, I will deliver his challenge by word of mouth, set upon a Q-cheek, a notable report of valor, and drive the gentleman, as I know his youth will aptly receive it, into a most hideous opinion of his rage, skill, fury and impetuosity. This will so fright them both that they would kill one another by the look.
5: Here he comes with your niece. Give them way till he take leave, and presently after him.
4: I will meditate the while upon some horrid message or a challenge.
3: Enter Olivia with Viola.
0: I have said too much unto a heart of stone, and laid mine honour
1: too uncherry on't. With the same haviour that your passion bears, Goes on my master's grief. Here, wear this jewel for me, tis
0: my picture. Refuse it not, it hath no tongue to vex you, And I beseech you, come again to-morrow. What shall you ask of me that I'll deny, That honour saved may upon asking give?
1: Nothing but this, your
0: true love for my master. How with mine honour may I give him that which I have given to you? I will acquit you. Well, come again tomorrow. Fare thee well.
3: Enter Sir Toby Belch and Fabian.
4: Gentlemen, God save thee.
3: And you, sir.
4: That defense thou hast, betake thee to it. Of what nature the wrongs are thou hast done him, I know not, but thy interceptor, full of despite, bloody as the hunter, attends thee at the orchard end.
1: You mistake, sir. I am sure no man hath any quarrel to me. My remembrance is very free and clear from any image of offense done to any man.
4: You'll find it otherwise, I assure you. Therefore, if you hold your life at any price, betake you to your guard. For your opposite hath in him what youth, strength, skill, and wrath can furnish man withal.
1: This is as uncivil as strange. I beseech you... Do me this courteous office as to know of the knight what my offense to him is. It is something of my negligence, nothing of my purpose.
4: I will do so. Signor Fabian, stay you by this gentleman till my return.
5: Pray you, sir, do you know of this matter? I know the knight is incensed against you, even to a mortal arbitrament, but nothing of the circumstance more.
3: Enter Sir Toby Belch and Sir Andrew.
4: Why, man, he's a very devil! I have not seen such a Farago.
3: Pox, aunt! I'll not meddle with him.
4: Ay, but he will not now be pacified. Fabian can scarce hold him yonder.
3: Plague, aunt! And I thought he had been so valiant and so cunning in fence. I'd have seen him damned ere I'd have challenged him. <sighs> let him let the matter slip, and I'll give him my horse. Great Capulet.
4: I'll make the motion. Stand here. Make a good show on it. This shall end without the perdition of souls. I have his horse to take up the coral. I have persuaded him that the youth's a devil.
5: He is as horribly conceited of him, and pants and looks pale, as if a bear were at his heels.
4: There's no remedy, sir. He will fight with you for his oath's sake. Mary... He hath better bethought him of his quarrel, and he finds that now scarce to be worth talking of. Therefore, draw for the supportance of his vow. He protests he will not hurt you.
1: Pray God, defend me! A little thing would make me tell them how much I lack of a man. Give ground
5: if you see him furious.
4: Come, Sir Andrew, there's no remedy. But he has promised me, as he is a gentleman and a soldier, he will not hurt you. Come on to it.
1: Pray God he keep his oath. I do assure you, tis against my will.
4: All right, Andrew, put move. a little finesse in your step.
1: Come first. on, you got this, you, you can do it. Just no. bend those knees, can, gotta can you
5: gotta take a step forward. You have to actually yeah,
3: yeah. fight can if you, you want to win. you do it, Come you. on, I believe Close in don't want to move, I'm in a perfect yep. spot. Yep. This is just embarrassing. Swing. All right, go, you move go first. for it, any You're embarrassing me. All right,
4: whenever then you're ready.
2: Move. Enter Antonio. Put up your sword. If this young gentleman have done offense, I take the fault on me. If you offend him, I, for him, defy you.
4: You, sir? Why, what are you?
2: One, sir, that for his love dares yet do more than you have heard him, brag to you he will.
4: Nay, if you be an undertaker, then I am for you.
2: Oh good, Sir
5: Toby, hold, here come the officers.
4: I'll be with you anon.
5: Pray, sir,
3: put your sword up, if you please. Mary, will I, sir, and for that I promised you, I'll be as good as my word. He will bear you easily and reigns well. Enter, officers.
1: This is the man. Do thy office.
2: Antonio, I arrest thee at the suit of Count Orsino. You do mistake me, sir?
1: No, sir, no jot.
4: I know your favor well, though now you have no sea cap on your head. Take him away. He knows I know him well.
2: I must obey. This comes with seeking you, but there's no remedy. I shall answer it. What will you do now my necessity makes me to ask you for my purse? It grieves me much more for what I cannot do for you than what befalls myself. You stand amazed, but be of comfort. Come, sir, away! I must entreat of you some of that money. What money, sir? For the fair
1: kindness you have showed me here, in part being prompted by your present trouble— out of my lean and low ability I'll lend you something. My having is not much.
2: Will you deny me now? Is it possible that my deserts to you can lack persuasion? Do not tempt my misery, lest that it make me so unsound a man as to upbraid you with those kindnesses that I have done for you.
1: I know of none, nor know I you by voice or any feature.
2: O oh, heavens themselves! Come, sir, I pray you. Go! Let me speak a little. This youth that you see here, I snatched one half out of the jaws of death, Relieved him with such sanctity of love, And to his image, Which methought did promise most venerable worth, Did I devotion. What's that to us? The time goes by. Away! But, oh, how vile an idol proves this God! Thou hast, Sebastian, done good feature shame. The man grows mad, Away with him. Come. Come, sir. Lead me on.
1: Methinks his words do from such passion fly that he believes himself. So do not I. Prove true, imagination, oh, prove true, that I, dear brother, be now tame for you.
4: A very dishonest, paltry boy, and more a coward than a hare, His dishonesty appears in leaving his friend here in necessity and denying him. And for his cowardship, ask Fabian.
5: A coward. A most devout
3: coward. Religious in it. I'll after him again and beat him.
4: Do. Cuff him soundly, but never draw thy sword.
3: And I do not. Come, let's see the event.
4: I dare lay any money, t'will be nothing yet.
1: Twelfth Night, the podcast is presented by the New London Barn Playhouse. Executive producers for the New London Barn Playhouse are Keith Coughlin, Elliot Cunningham, and Josh Vader. Producers for Twelfth Night, the podcast are Alexandra Crosby, Brittany Sue Hines, Andrew Miller, and Desiree Zarati. Our projection assistant is Abby Sweet. Our theme was composed by Alexandra Crosby. Original music by Alexandra Crosby. Our sound engineers are TJ Guffey and Alexandra Crosby.
0: This episode of the podcast includes performances by Eden Ann Bauer, Lila Eve Bauer, Mason Christensen, Katie Davis, Sophie Davis, Zoe Davis, Jonathan Glidewell, Nora Falcone, Eli Hoffer, Krish Mishra, Katie Nowicki, Elizabeth Packard, Eva Rue, Izzy Sr., Josh Sherman, Aaron Smith, Emmett Smith, and Molly Smith.
2: Special thanks to Kathleen Mulligan and Jonathan Miller.